this injured player strategy edition of the baseball money is fake podcast on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by bird dog shorts dominate summer with an amazing pair of shorts and a free yeti style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool that's birddogs.com slash p-o-o-l Baseball money is fake. A fantasy baseball podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Blake Meyer and back for the second day in a row. We are here and it feels so good. I'm still in a household that's got no children. So it's kind of an odd thing for me being a a dad of three youngsters. Kind of wild. I get to go a whole week without no kids in the house. So kind of don't know what to do outside of the pod. So here we are recording another episode, and as always, I am here with my man, Ryan Gilbert. How you doing today, Ryan? Uh, I'm doing all right. It's a rainy Tuesday here in Philadelphia, but hopefully we can uh, brighten up the day here with, with some some talk of some injured players coming back. They're, they're having a, a bright spot in their season, so hopefully we can uh, brighten things up here. Yeah, and I mean, jumping right into it, speaking of injured players coming back, Jazz Chisholm's coming back. Your boy. I was going to say my boy, you know, coming into season and i loved jazz uh he did what kind of everybody thought he was gonna do and wound up injured a couple times so far Uh, my outlook is still pretty high on him though it call me crazy but he's coming back and he's batting four today hitting cleanup still got seven home runs 14 stolen bases on the year so he's been productive in the power and speed categories which you look for now we just need him to stay healthy because that miami team has been surprisingly productive. Luis Arise at the top of the order. Brian De La Cruz is hitting 280. Jorge Soler's got 21 dingers. So there, there's people hitting ahead of him that are actually productive on the offensive side of the baseball diamond. Uh, it's just a matter of can he stay healthy because the best ability is always availability. And I, oh, I almost said I think he can. I hope he can just for everybody's sake because he's fun for baseball. Um, he's on the waiver wire in one of my leagues, and I'm debating picking him up. You have in a to pick him league. up. Well, that's your 14. I, 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 yeah, I mean, it's a 12 team league too, which is wild. And it's the same league that Arnado got dropped in. <laughs> yeah, just, I'm got, still just sitting there. Is that, I think is that, I might is that league for money? Today, I, I, I gotta get, get in that one next year. Uh, believe it or not, it actually is. It's a hundred dollar buy-in. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> so, but, so but, I'm sure we could find a spot. <laughs> yeah, the, the key for Jazz, Jazz is to stay healthy. But the thing to stay healthy, you have to be healthy, and he's not even fully healthy yet. He his turf toe in, injury, uh, he missed six weeks with it. He'll eventually need surgery to fully correct the issue, but he's hoping to delay that until the off season. I don't know if he's shown enough upside. This isn't like a Tatis situation where he had that upside that he flashed and you know he had the injury and the steroids and everything and he's back to being Tatis he's never played a full season over the course of his career he's hitting 241 his best season he played 124 games hit 18 home runs 23 stolen bases you know now he's older has more experience should be better in his prime but yeah, I, I have Jazz Chisholm in my uh, keeper league. I'm very likely going to trade him, uh, but but yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to because no one knows 
what he is right now, and he just could go back on the IL in a few weeks. So I, I definitely think he's rosterable, and he should be rostered in even ten team leagues, possibly eight team leagues, just given his his upside down there in Miami with a Marlins team that is surprising this year. But it it sucks that he hasn't been healthy, and he does he appears like he might just be going that Byron Buxton route, especially now that he's in center field. Like the the parallels are very much there. Yeah, and the part that scares me is he's only played 39 games so far, so it's not like a huge sample size, but it's enough of a sample size to like have some concerns. Uh, his strikeout rate for his career, I mean, one of the upsides for him coming into the year was it went down every year, and now this year it's jumped up to 32.5%, which is his career worst. Uh, his walk rate, 7.5%, down a whole 1.5% from last year, and his expected back. Batting average is only 218. So still has the speed, 88th percentile in sprint speed, still barreling the ball up about 10% of the time, which is cool, but he seems to have gotten a lot more aggressive at the plate. And it's making me wonder if I don't want to like read into somebody's like mindset, but it feels like all eyes were on him coming into this year and he wanted to perform. He wanted to be the next great baseball player that everybody thought he would be. And so he's forcing it. So some of the injuries he's dealt with this year, turf toe. I, I don't even, you can't blame a guy for a turf toe. I don't think. And he got hurt one more time early oh, in the year. You, you can't, really you can't blame, you can't blame a guy for, for getting injured and, or being injured, but you can, you have to factor that into your fantasy baseball analysis, which, yeah. which sucks when you're like, I, I love the player. I, I think, I, I think what you said mm-hmm. could very well be a thing. He was on the cover of MLB the show. I was like, okay, Josh does this next big young thing. And then he comes out, maybe isn't feeling himself even yet because he had that broken back last year. Now it was a toe injury, and it's just a bunch of stuff adding up for him. It, it, it sucks to see because I, I want to see him do well, but I, I can't say to buy. I can say to probably sell or, or hold at very best. Yeah, I, I think that's the smart move. You got to at the very least hold and monitor how he does. Because very likely he's going to come out today and go 0 for 4 with four strikeouts. That He's just one of those players that that could happen. And he could also go 4 for 4 with two home runs and two stolen bases and just be electric. But after Jazz, uh, the next person on my list for guys that have been, have seen their fair share of time on the injured list so far, uh, Max Muncy. I believe he's activated today or he's going to be activated soon. Uh, if I remember that correctly, I was just writing about him earlier today. Uh, he was on the injured list with a hamstring. Supposed to be coming back soon. Obviously, yeah, he's coming back. Supposed coming to be coming back, back, back soon. Coming back tonight, according yeah, to uh, Dave Roberts said on Saturday, he will return on Tuesday. And he's an interesting one. Um, I am writing an article for our Substack, fakebaseball.substack.com. If you guys want to go check out some more of me and Ryan's work. Got a ton of stuff over there for you guys to check out, and we're updating it pretty much daily at this point. Um, mm-hmm. He has 18 home runs in 60 games this year, which is absurd, first of all. Uh, but since the beginning of last August, on August 1st, he has 31 home runs and or 30 home runs in like 113 games. His power is fully back. He's spent some time on the injured list this year, and I'm, I think that combined with his like 196 batting average is probably rubbing some owners the wrong way, despite the 
the home run ability. But if you dig a little deeper, that's going to be the Max Muncy that we get for the rest of the year. So you're going to have to look past these little minor stints on the injured list, and you're going to have to look past the batting average. That's, I mean, he's pulling the ball 55% of the time now. Uh, he's hitting fly balls at a career high rate. I think it's like 46%. There's something absurd. So uh, moving forward, uh, he is on my buy list. Like I think everybody should be trying to buy Max Muncy right now because I think you can get him for a deal from a lot of owners that are getting sick of the the batting average and the the injured list. I'm just sneaking this in here because he's been injured. But uh, again, he's he's had multiple stints on the injured list so far, so he does fall into the how do you, you like navigate a player that's had multiple trips to the injured list? Max Muncy's a buy. He's somebody you should be hopeful for, and I mean he he's going to hit 40 home runs this year, so. Just be be prepared to to ride out the the I can't hit very well storm. I don't know if you can guarantee forty home runs, but yeah, he'll, he'll hit 30, 35 probably. He's coming back from a hamstring injury, which shouldn't really impact someone like him. Doesn't he's a power hitter? He's not not a speed guy. So yeah, I think Muncie would be a, a buy at this point. I think people have forgotten how good that hot start was. He cooled off a little bit. One on the IL now. People are, are now just looking at him. Okay, he looks like a, a Joey Gallo type. So you can you can uh, swoop in there. Second base, third base uh, eligible. You know that dual eligibility at two two weaker positions. I said second base. We talk about being pretty weak. And also um, last year he had a much better second half than a first half. He had twelve. He had three more home runs, twelve to nine, in fewer games, uh, with an average of two thirty compared to one sixty four an OPS of 791 compared to 639 in the first half. So he's someone that can get hot. He had a great August last year, great September, October also. So yeah, I think Max Muncy, maybe, you know, it, it's not great to buy him low when he's coming back to start in at Colorado and at, at Kansas city. Cause he could just come back tonight with two home runs at, at Coors field. But uh, if, if he has a, has a slow start off the IL, I would definitely recommend trying to trade for him, especially if you need a uh, second base or third base option. And also, yeah, you know, uh, if you, if you need a, an option for some shorts for the summer, you can check out Bird Dog shorts that make you look good with their stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fixed this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird dogs use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. You know, maybe Max Muncio gets some of these uh, bird dogs to get, get some get some good movement there with it with his, with his hamstring injury coming back. You too can get bird dog shorts. Just go to birddogs.com/pool and enter promo code P O O L for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com/pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Okay, somebody that I. Their injury surprised me. Not only did it surprise me that it happened, I think it's one that we broke on the an episode last week. Uh, Hunter Green for the wow. Cincinnati Reds kind of surprisingly landed on the injured list last week with the hip injury, and now the report is that the Reds are not expecting him or Nick Lodolo back until August. Uh, it was one of those injuries that when it happened, it was... Um, I mean, again, it was surprising, but it felt like one of those ones that like he'll be down. He'll be at the minimum amount of times for the injured list and then he'll be back. No big deal. They're just giving him a little rest. 
but now it seems like it's something more severe and we are getting into the second half of the fantasy baseball season. So for a guy like Hunter Green, who is very volatile, but can be very good. Uh, I mean, in his last was that five start, he went 30 innings uh, with a 2.97 ERA and struck out 41 batters. Just absurd, like the pitcher we all thought he would be. How are you handling uh, rostering Hunter Green moving forward? It, it's tough because, yeah, he, he's out till August. I think this is a good case of, you know, what do you do with injured players? Like like someone like Jazz Chisholm, Max Muncy coming back, you want to see what they're going to do. But with people, players still mm-hmm. on the on the IL, it's like, okay, you look at where you are in the in the standings. If you're in the top, if you have a playoff playoff spot guaranteed, hold on to him. Maybe sell him to to somebody who's looking to make the playoffs if you can get a get a good piece back for that. But if you're confident in these guys that they'll be able to come back in August in September for the fantasy baseball playoffs, then you know hold on to them. If you're like on the playoff bubble a little bit or looking to make the playoffs, and you have someone like Green or someone like O'Neill Cruz, we'll get to someone like. Uh, Alex Cobb coming back soon. Nestor Cortez. These guys, these are guys I have mm-hmm. on my team. It's like okay, you know they're going to be out for a while. Let me see if I can trade him. You know uh, he's not going to help me at all in, in the next you know four to six weeks. Let me see rather than just put on the IL. See if I can trade him for something to help now and you know open up roster spot roster spot maybe to add something else back. It's tough. Yeah, we talked about Green Lodolo. Those were kind of the two Reds guys coming into the season. They've both been fantastic. Green had multiple 10 strikeout, three 10 strikeout games, one 11 strikeout game, one nine strikeout start. Like he has the upside. It's there. So mm-hmm. hopefully it's, it's, it's a hip injury injury for him, which, which, you know, could be, could be something that, that nags him a bit, but I do like, I do like that the Reds are, are playing a safe with him rather than trying to, you know, rush him back when they're going on this fun run, like could end up making the playoffs. But yeah, the Reds are going to, handle hunter green how a fantasy baseball manager should handle hunter green you know keep keep him on the shelf play it safe and bring him bring him back when when it when it really matters i had hunter green in well i haven't tgfbi so that sucks there's not a whole lot i can do there in a 15 team 30 player roster league with only fab and i've used all my fab budget so he's kind of stuck there <laughs> Uh, but I did have him in my home league, a 12-team points league. I do already have a playoff spot wrapped up at this point, so I did drop Hunter Green just because my pitching is very good overall, so I could kind of afford to drop him, and I didn't need to worry about it as much. Uh, it is a league, but, so but I have like Jeffrey Spring. You have a playoff spot locked up, pretty much. Yeah. And yeah. you have someone like so you, if you you're Hunter scenario. Green. Yes. Oh, I was saying do the I, exact opposite. I like, know, and I was saying that I did the opposite of what you said. But also, but I was gonna say also all my you pick up? spots are taken up. Uh, oh, I don't even know. Uh, I can check right now though. Yeah, like even um, if all even my if the, spots are taken up currently though. Yeah, but like I would still rather. I mean, there, there's no, there's no guarantee. Obviously, that he comes back, or there's no guarantee that he comes back and is as good as he can be. But like knowing that he's one of the top whatever many pitchers in the league and he has a timetable to come back before the fantasy baseball playoffs. Like I feel like that's something where you just bite the bullet, keep him on your roster. Don't have him as your streaming spot. Like if you're in a spot where you think you're making the playoffs or, you know, you're making the playoffs, you can afford that. But if you need 
the extra roster spot if you need the extra you know start or two every week then then yeah you got to go all out uh i picked up uh william Contreras because uh, it's a weekly points league and i have sean murphy as my starting catcher and if if you roster Sean Murphy, you can feel my pain. That man yes. does not play. Yeah. Even though he's he, so good, he, he literally just doesn't play. And I needed a second catcher. Hey, he he should have went on. He should have went on, went on the aisle. Well, I I have O'Neill Cruz, uh, Jeffrey Springs, and Tristan McKenzie on in my IL spots right now. Yeah. It's yeah. a keeper league, so I got to keep Jeffrey Springs for next year. Yeah. So no, it was I, a I was, tough decision. Yeah, but that's what I had to do. I was saying the Braves should have put you know, Murphy on the aisle because he he played like oh, three. Yeah. yeah, I have him in my in my smaller smaller league, and he's my starting catcher. I did pick up uh, Elias Diaz so for this home, for this homestand for the Rockies, though. Hey, there Hopefully we go. He can, uh, he can keep it up. But um, no one else. Uh, anyone else uh, top of mind on I- injury guys here? You you have on your list? Yeah, probably the biggest one. Uh, Aaron Judge, how are we handling Aaron Judge for the second half of the year? I mean, he's he died or he said himself the other day that it was a tear, which has people freaking out because Mm -hmm. that's not what we were being led to believe initially. Now he says it's a tear, uh, there's no real timetable for when he's going to be back or if he's even going to be back this season. At this point, uh, but he, he's also Aaron Judge. He's somebody that a lot of people took first overall, like not even just a first round pick, first overall in fantasy. So I I understand. And if you have an injured like an IL, IL spot, you probably stashed him there. But it begs the question, if it's not like a keeper or a dynasty league, if you're in the hunt for a playoff spot, what? What are you doing with Judge at this point? You, you have to trade him. I mean, this is Hunter Green times ten. This is he did not guarantee a return this season. Like it could come out after the All Star break. You know what? Just going to shut him down. Lost season for the Yankees, but also it could be like someone like like Pete Alonso who came came back out of nowhere after eleven days and has uh, two home runs in, in eight games since coming back from the IL. Like he he and he can be someone that you know if he just comes back in September and hits five home runs over the course of two weeks that that's valuable to have on the roster yeah. right now even if he's taking up the roster spot but if you're fighting for a playoff spot if you're not guaranteed a playoff spot even if you are i i would shop aaron judge i, I have aaron judge in in my my main league my 12 team league i'm in second place I, I was waiting it out but at this point i might just shop him i might see if the team on the bubble wants him but it's also also comes down to the fact like okay you trade the injured player like judge if your league is veto happy, will it be vetoed? Will they let it go through? And like, what really mm-hmm. is fair value for, for the player? So I think, I think injured players are one of those assets that you need to shop around because your value of them right now, they're giving you nothing and someone else's future value or future perception of what their value is could be a lot higher than yours. And yeah. especially so when you're, if you're one of the top three, four teams in your league without judge, if you're still winning without him, you know, trade him. You you can probably get a decent outfielder back to replace him for now, and then another piece, a, a pitcher, a second baseman, maybe a second baseman, maybe a, a, a different position. Like you can definitely get a two for one for Judge, or a two for two where you give him Judge and and someone else that's actually playing right now, and get two pieces back that are going to help you the rest of the season. So I, I think Judge is, is someone that 
yeah, the, the, the verdict is very, very much still out on him after, after what he said this weekend. So mm-hmm. I, I would, tr- I would shop him around, see if anyone wants him in your league. And for those of you thinking like there's nobody that would trade for judge if he is out for the rest of the year, there's no way. Uh, I am one of those people that I am. It is very well known. I am down to trade for injured players. Like, especially I, I have this process that I do every year in whether it's fantasy baseball or fantasy football, I always draft very well, which obviously helps for winning fantasy leagues. I draft very well. And I try to get out to a good, start like with my record and then once you reach about the halfway point of the season i wait until those superstars that have been injured for a while that the people are all of a sudden they might be fighting for a playoff spot they're concerned about getting enough output out of their guys moving forward to try and make the playoffs that sort of thing uh when i think a player has maybe a week or two or three left I will make a move for those players. I will trade for those players. I do it every year in every league. I'm always down. I Like I mentioned earlier, uh, I'm going to be trying to trade for Max Muncy in every league that I can the second we're done recording this podcast before they play tonight because those are guys that can help you. Like as, as, a, as one of the, if you are in the, position of being one of the top teams in your league this is something that can help you solidify your team come playoff time as the best team in the league and help you win a fantasy championship uh first step obviously is drafting well and managing well at the beginning of the year and then you have to mold your team into a team that is going to make the playoffs but then when it all comes down to you you have to have a team that's good enough to win the championship and this is how you do it you trade for these guys that Obviously, you don't go out and trade for seven guys that are injured and like hope that you can make that work and coast into the playoffs. But if you can trade for an Aaron Judge, if you can trade for an O'Neal Cruz who we didn't talk about, if you can trade for a Max Muncy, somebody like that, and get them at a discount, that is how you make your good roster better. And it's worth capitalizing on. So there are people out there that will trade for Aaron Judge, even if there's the potential he's going to be out for the rest of the year. I mean, make them work for it, though, if you're trading them. Like, don't just give them up for free. Like, make them, make them work for it. Well, I honestly that, think he likely won't play again this year, though. That's what I – okay, that's what I'm going to ask you. Like, Mun- Muncie is a very different situation than Judge. Muncie is back. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it was Muncie is on a re- – like, uh, Brandon, Brandon, La- Brandon, Brandon Lowe is on a on a rehab start right now. Like, he's not yep. nearly that level. But, like, that's someone you can go – he's – Expected to come back right after the Ulster break. That's somebody you can go out and 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 try to get. But Judge has absolutely no mm-hmm. timetable. He might not come back. Uh, I think O'Neill Cruz is similar, but he He's has like more of a timetable. Mid-August. Yeah, but okay. So who would you trade straight up for Judge, and who wouldn't you? Like just looking at like looking at the fantasy pros, rest is oh, an o- overall outfield. Uh, they have still still have Judge second. I mean, would you trade him for like? Um, Aaron Judge or Bryce Harper, rest of the way. Damn, that's a good question because I have Bryce Harper in my home right? league. Uh, I feel like this could be a good uh, sub stack exercise too, like where where you rank in the player <laughs> with within within that category, I, or like uh, George that's I, I'd probably I'd rather have I'd rather have Harper's probably a bad well, example. See, that, he well, is think, also injured. Yeah, I, I like well, the kind of Springer injured. one. Because I think, like, if you were to, like, people, the thing about talking, like, what we would trade for players is so hard in the fantasy baseball industry because there's always those people that are like, mm-hmm. oh, you're so stupid. Why the fuck would you give up that? Like, so, 
just for general speaking, as it sits right now with the uncertainty of Judge, I think if you were to trade George Springer plus a mid-end arm for Aaron Judge, I would give that up for Aaron Judge right now. Okay. Me personally. Um, yeah, Springer is 19th on, on the rankings. Uh, Harper's 15th. Between those two are Mullins, uh, Lewis Robert, uh, Teoscar. Yeah, those are the three between them. Uh, any thoughts on those three compared to Judge? Or like, I mean, like um, after I'd rather Springer, have Lewis Robert than Judge. After Springer, well, yeah, yeah, anyone would. I think Lewis Robert could end up <laughs> with better stats than Judge this year. I, I regret not trade. I kind of yeah. regret not trading uh, Julio Rodriguez for Lewis Robert earlier this season. But um, yeah, because then yeah, like after twentieth outfield, you got Yelich, Castellanos, Buxton, Marte, Michael Harris, Santander, Yoshida, Estrada. Like, I don't think I'd trade Judge for those guys. Mm-mm. So it has to be like a, it would a, have top, to be a top 15, a top 20, 15 outfielder. Yeah. 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 And I, I think that would work. And yeah, like somebody like Springer, it would probably take adding in a middle of the road yeah, arm. Yeah. However you want to like a Brian Wu. Maybe, I, I middle of the road. Name. Brian Wu. Be my new. Yeah. I mean, I think Brian Wu's a sell high after today. I'm going to be completely honest. I think today is going to be an amazing start and he's a sell high. He's playing against the Nationals. It's woo day, baby. So if you're listening Whoa. to this on the podcast feed, I hope you enjoyed that start. I'm gonna hit pitching ninja up on Twitter. I'm gonna see if he'll he'll tweet out more uh yes. uh Brian Woo videos. I'm not gonna lie, I'm taking sole credit for that for him doing it in his last start because I tweeted him like right before the Brian Woo start and said, Hey, if you could tweet out some Brian Woo videos, that'd be pretty fucking cool. And then everybody during the game on Twitter was like, oh, look, Pitching Ninja's tweeting out Brian Wu videos. He's getting the Brian, the, the Pitching Ninja treatment. And I want to be like, you're welcome. Right. You, should, you should have done that yourself. We, 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 should, we should record some. Uh, maybe I'll do that for, for uh, if, we get, if we get more subscribers Ooh, or, some Patreon or something. Clips. Yeah, I, I used to do that all the time. That used to be my, my bread and butter. I used to live gif every single Flyers game. That's how I, how I, how I oh, broke shit. in. I yeah, mean, so not to do any flyers, but you guys made a pretty big trade today, didn't you? You made a trade or somebody yeah, we, left? Yeah, we, we just gave away Kevin Hayes for nothing, so that's fine. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into <laughs> that. If, if you're a hockey fan, the Hockey Gambling <laughs> Podcast, uh, we, we recorded last night. I went off a bit on the flyers and flyers bloggers. We're recording tonight, I believe, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, speaking of things to keep an eye out for, keep an eye out for Underdog Fantasy. We are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4 is here. Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB player props. There's so many ways to win over on Underdog and is active in so many states. So head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Um, let's let's okay. get into O'Neill uh, Cruz then a little bit. I, th- I feel like yeah. you said, you said there, there's an update on him. Or something. Or something. Uh, I think I think he it's looking like five weeks probably until he's back. Five or six weeks from now. So it would beg the same question. How are I don't how would you handle him moving forward? I have him. And again, it's my team that I, I have the playoff spot locked up and I'm not moving him because I I'm a big believer in O'Neill Cruz. Uh, I think he's a great talent. Now, is he as good in a points league that I'm in? No, because he does swing and miss a lot, which is tough. But the power is awesome. The speed is awesome. And we've seen what he can do. He can put up big numbers. 
in short amount of time. I think he is talented enough to still be, if you had him like I do, uh, and you kept him on the IL, just keep riding him out on the IL. He is good enough to keep stashed there. But like we mentioned uh, about trading four injured players, he should be probably number one on your list of guys to to trade for for down the stretch. At least he's number one on my list for guys to injure guys to trade for down the stretch. Wait till you get an update, maybe two three weeks before he comes back, and shoot an offer because he, he is in the position where he has been on the injured list for so long that whoever kept him on the injured list for this entire time does. I mean, I don't want to say they don't need him, but they just made it to whatever point in the fantasy season they are at without him. Like he's hardly played. And so he has had no effect on their roster at all. So they might see it as like, a, oh, you want to give me a, like a decent starting pitcher for O'Neal Cruz? Cool, I'll do that because he hasn't helped my team at all. And now I get a starting pitcher. But on your side, you're getting what I ranked as a top 10 shortstop coming into the season for down the stretch at the end of the year. So I, I think he should be on everybody's radar. Um, he's again going to be somebody I'm going to be trading for. How are you handling O'Neill Cruz? Yeah, I, I think I'm kind of on the opposite of that. I have O'Neill Cruz in my keeper league where you can keep them in the round that you drafted him, but it goes up a round mm. or two depending where you draft. And I drafted him in the, uh, or I kept him in the 27th round because I drafted him last year, I believe, in the 29th Ooh. round. So, like, this is, I'm in, fir- I'm in first place. I'm trying to go all in this year. So, he's one of the guys that I'm considering just trading for an ace, trading for, you know, a, a, a top bat maybe, and just, you know, dominating this year, going going all in. But also, you look at what he can do. What he did from August until the end of last season, over the, extrapolated out to a full season, would be 34 home runs, 98 RBIs, while batting 249. Like, O'Neill Cruz went on an absolute tear last August, September. And, like, I forgot about that. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. Cruz... Cruz is good, but he hasn't shown what he can do yet. He he did show what he can do. He showed what he can do last year. 17 home runs in total mm-hmm. in 87 games. That's on pace for over 30. He has the speed, obviously. He might not use it as much with coming back from that injury. But, yeah, I think Cruz is somebody that you, you, you should be looking to trade for in redraft leagues or if you're looking for someone that you could hold on to uh, for, for your IL spots because he, he he can come back and have a great September like like he did um, last year. And, yeah, he said he's eyeing, eyeing late summer as a return, which I, I would think is late August, and hopefully the Pirates can be mm-hmm. decent by then and he can, he can help out. Man, I hope they don't trade Andrew McCutcheon. I keep seeing all those trade rumors about Andrew McCutcheon. They finally brought him home, and there's no way they're going to bring him home and have this big, this big thing, and then trade him halfway through the season to somebody else. They've like been the bad, Yankees though, haven't they? Oh, yeah. they're, they're they're thirty five. They're and, okay. Forty two now. They're, they're not good. Yeah, so they're not great. Yeah, uh, and then one more um, guy that's going to be coming back at some point, uh, Zach Nito. Uh, I know, obviously, I was a little higher on him than I probably should have been in. Uh, TGFBI, and that is killing me now because I have no fab budget left, like I said, so I don't really get the the joy of picking up players for the rest of the year. Got to ride out with what I got. Uh, but he went down with an oblique injury. 
and he's working on making his way back. Uh, looks like he's planning to resume baseball activities on Friday, which is hopeful. Uh, he did have a going a crazy like seven day stretch there right before he got hurt. He hit uh, over 400, two doubles, three home runs, scored eight runs, stole a couple bases, did a little bit of everything, kept the K rate down to like 15%. Walk rate was the same, 15%. So that plays in all formats. He had the power and speed that you look for, plus the batting average, the low K rate for a points league, and the high on base percentage as well, for which is for every fucking league. So he's somebody that may have been dropped when he got hurt. An oblique injury is scary for hitters because that can be something that does zap their power for the rest of the year. Now, he wasn't a big power guy to begin with, I think we said early on he was like a 15 home run guy. He's like a 15 home run, 15 steal type of guy over the course of a season. So he may only hit four more home runs for the rest of the year with this oblique injury. But, I mean, the Angels just showed the other day they can put up runs quick, fast, and in a hurry. And he, I mean, he bats bottom of the lineup, but still has the ability to score a bunch of runs. I think he's somebody that should be on people's radar. Uh, it's looking like he's probably not going to be back for another week or two, maybe a little longer than that. So if you have him, he's worth a hold just because I think he does give you enough when he comes back to be fantasy relevant. But if you're in a 10 team league, probably let him let him go. But other than that, yeah, it's Zach Nido is somebody that you should be keeping an eye on for when he does return. Yeah, I didn't realize he, he kind of picked it up there a bit after a, a very slow start. So I think he is worth keeping an eye on. And then one other pitcher that could be in the in the in the category of you know guys to kind of trade for right now. Brendan Woodruff is expected to come back uh late July, early Ooh. August. He had a shoulder injury, he only made two starts at the beginning of the year, but Last year, he also had a, a came back from Raynaud's, and he, he was fine. He was absolutely on fire in September. I just had that pulled up before I switched over to Nito. He had like, <laughs> in his last five starts in of the season, he went 4-0, 49 strikeouts in 32 innings, six earned runs for 1.69 ERA. I mean, so he knows what it takes to come back from, from like rehab and stuff and, and be good again. So I think people are probably counting him out a little bit, but Woodruff could be someone to target on the pitching side of things. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I let him slip my mind because he's somebody that I actually put money on before the season to win the Cy Young. So that's a, a lost bet at this point. But yeah, there's a lot to like there. He has an excellent pitch mix. There's five pitches, all of them above 10%. Uh, and I mean, he's got a fastball with a 28% whiff rate last year, which is nuts. If you can get a fastball with like above a 22 or 23% whiff rate, that's pretty damn good. Uh, he was just shy of 30 last year. Changeup had a 54% whiff rate. Slider had a 45% whiff rate. He knows how to get guys out uh, out there in Milwaukee. They know how to pitch their, or coach their, their guys up to get the best out of their pitchers. He's good. Corbin Prince is good. Freddie Peralta is good. Eric Lauer had a cool little run there for a bit before he got sent down now this year. But beginning of last year, he was, he was on fire too. So... Yeah, he is an excellent one to keep an eye on, and he's another one I'm going to go try and make some trades for after we get done recording this because, yeah, yeah, just like uh, O'Neal Cruz, whoever still rosters him right now has got to this point of the season without him, 
And so it likely will cost you a lot less to trade for him and get him on your team than it would have at the beginning of the year just because they haven't needed him. And I I highly doubt they have been just watching their lineup every day. Like, I can't wait for the day that Brandon Woodruff comes back. So take advantage of that while you can at least throw some feelers out there because I think Brandon Woodruff will have a very good rest of the season once he does come back. And yeah, good call on that one. Uh, one more thing here from an athletic article with the Reds VP of player development. It sounds like uh, Christian Encarnacio Strand will not come up unless there's an injury or rosters expand. It's about time Joe were to come back. Christian was in full relevance and he wasn't going to be a fit. That's the biggest adjustment to put up the numbers he's put up and to not really have a legitimate opportunity. The problem is the only legitimate opportunity is going to be a September call-up or if someone else that's a first baseman, third baseman, or DH gets hurt then you can bring them up or run rosters expand. I mean, it could be smoke and mirrors. It could be them, you know, maybe they have a trade in the works. You never know, but that's kind of what we figured. And and, mm. and it sucks for anyone that that is waiting for Encarnacio Strand. Yeah, it does. Sounds like they're just trying to let him like break the record for best minor <laughs> league season of all time, pretty much. But I mean, Joey Votto is old, so who knows how long that lasts. And Joey Votto is also cool enough that he feels like the kind of guy that if he goes on like a long stretch where he's struggling, he legitimately does to me feel like the kind of guy that would just be like, bring the kid up. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not helping this team and we need a playoff push. Bring the kid up. Let him play and I'll rotate in. So things like that are wild cards that could happen. If that does I, I happen. also think it, it could be like getting Spencer Steer or someone like that more familiarity in the outfield. So, mm-hmm. so Strand can play the infield or Strand can DH then. Like, because yeah. right now their DH today is Spencer Steer. Yesterday was Stevenson. The day before was Votto. Like, they rotate whoever the DH is. So, if they if they need a bat, if they're making that push, I think Encarnacio Strand could be the guy. I mean, has to be the guy. Absolutely has to. His AAA numbers are absurd, like video game level numbers at this point. Uh, but again, make sure you guys check out our. Substack. We have a lot of written content going out over there for our subscribers. Go check it out, fakebaseball.substack.com. And we are updating that all the time. I have an article that will be out likely tonight. So by the time you listen to this on the podcast feed, it should be published and ready to roll. Check us out on all of our socials at Fake Baseball on Twitter, Fake Baseball Money on YouTube and Twitch and TikTok and Instagram. You could look us up on Facebook, Fake Baseball Money. We're literally everywhere, and we put a lot of work into maintaining that stuff. So if you guys could go give it a follow and a subscribe and a like and a whatever else, it would mean the world because we put a lot of hard work into that. And if you would like, if you enjoy our content, if you could hit us with the five-star rating, interview on wherever you may listen to podcasts, that goes a long way to helping us as well. And you can catch me on Twitter at Balake, B-U. U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E. And you can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. We'll catch you guys next time. See ya.